Welcome back to the BZ Podcast. Uh, I'd like to take this time to shout out all the long-time listeners. We love and appreciate the support. Uh, give a shout out to all the first-time listeners as well. Hope you come back. Um, yeah, so this is episode 129. The song at the top of the episode is called Operate by an artist named Filson out of Philadelphia. It's a really dope record I came across and make sure you check him out. His IG handle will be in the episode's description. Alright, so for our first time listeners, this episode is not the norm. I am alone. I am all alone this episode. There is no Brit today. For all our consistent listeners, you probably already know, but I will make the announcement on the pod. Sunday, June 6th at 11.55 p.m., Brit welcomed a healthy 8-pound, 12-ounce, 21-inch baby boy, Eon Anthony, into the world. Round of applause for Brit and her new addition. Gotta give it up. 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 Uh, Mommy and baby are doing great. Um, definitely reach out, show her some love. She's been sending me photo after photo and I've been fighting off baby fever for a week. I can't wait to see my little nephew. Uncle Zay loves you already. I just want to squeeze him. Um, so while Brit is recovering and taking in all the beautiful moments that come along with welcoming a new soul into the universe, I got the keys to this bitch. Then I let the inmate run the asylum. They let the brainchild loose. It could mean trouble. Probably gonna have Brit uh, uh, proof listen this episode before it releases. I don't want to get canceled while she's away. Um, see, w- the thing is, what y'all don't know is that even though Brit is like silly and entertains my foolishness, she's the mature one. Make 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 no mistake about that. So uh, some of my more hot takes, silly takes, they don't really get to make it to y'all ears because. I just know there's just some shit I will not be able to get off when she's around. There's some shit that she would just like not tolerate. So uh, it's going to be different. We're going to see if I can flex this little rant muscle. Needless to say, um, I hope everybody's doing great. I hope everybody's in good spirits. I hope this episode finds you in a great place. And we're going to keep this ball rolling. We're going to keep rocking. We're going to keep vibing out. Um, Make sure you like, subscribe tell a friend share all that good shit all the shit that helps us grow and uh we we're gonna get the ball rolling on this i am zay by the way ew that rhyme that's whack um anyway my name is zay for first time listeners and welcome to the bz podcast you know what's been getting on my nerves recently every app that i've have been opening up has been asking whether or not they can track me and i really want to meet the person that sees that and goes sure I see no problems with this. Yeah, you can track me. Great. I came across a report that said Apple is officially making it harder for phone thieves. Find my app iOS 15 allows you to locate devices that have been turned off or erased. And boy, oh boy, did y'all sound like some dummies. I saw a whole bunch of people applauding. Yeah, yes, about time. Uh, We need to get these criminals. Where was this when I got my phone stolen? First of all, how often are people's phones getting stolen? I know it happens. I know it happens. But like there's like a there's a trade-off here. Is the problem worse than the solution? It's debatable because 
to hand over the keys to your privacy just so you can get your phone back sounds a bit much but needless to say i'm getting off i'm getting off task so the headline was that find my app ios 15 allows you to locate devices that have been turned off or erased that's what a majority of y'all read what i saw is find my app allows us to locate devices that have been turned off or erased aka you motherfucker (laughs) we are tracking you (laughs) replace the word criminal everybody was like yeah get those criminals they can replace the word criminal with you yeah y'all focus on the application of the technology that they tell you they tell you this is how this technology is going to be applied i focus on the technology itself it's so interesting that like the shit we give up for like convenience or the shit we give up as a solution it's kind of like insurance like we pay x amount in car insurance for an accident that may never happen but we give that up that just just in case just in case just in case your phone gets stolen i've never had my phone stolen i don't know how anybody has their phone stolen nowadays the shit is glued to your hand you're literally on it at all times you get panic attacks when you leave your phone at home i don't i just don't think it's necessary tell you the truth i don't I guess, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we know that everybody is being tracked. So, I mean, fuck it. Whoop. Whoop. No big deal. Um, Let me know what y'all think, though. Moving on. I saw a post that uh that made me chuckle. Um, It said, y'all told unemployment you had no job, but told small business administration y'all had a business. Then told PPP that you needed a loan for your business, but told welfare y'all are homeless. And I'm telling you right now. You know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> this shit had me laughing, yo. Y'all lied to so many agencies last year. Like, there was so much fraudulent paperwork filed. Like, y'all better hope not one of them call each other. Like, if they join forces, it's a wrap. It's, it'll be like it'll be like your, your, your girlfriend DM and your side chick. It's like they put their rings together and you are destroyed. They're about to summon Captain Planet on your asses. <laughs> in a weird way this kind of reminds me of something that's like unrelated but um if y'all ever got time and want to laugh go to youtube and search chinese restaurant prank calls and find the one where they put like two restaurants on a conference call the shit is hilarious i might play it maybe i play that i'll cut it in um but they're both trying to make an order at the same time but if if any one of them if they ever figure out who did it it's hell to pay it's hell to pay. Like, I imagine, like, the calls between the agencies would play out, like, kind of in the same manner. It'll be like, like that, that meme with, like, the, the three different Spider-Mans pointing at each other. <laughs> Man, anyway, um, President Biden enlisting a thousand black-owned beauty salons and barbershops to administer the COVID-19 vaccine as part of his shots at the shop initiative. Why everything that they, they try to like promote to us got a rhyme and shit. Shots at the shop. <laughs> they not playing fair no more. They are not playing fair. They hitting where it hurts. They giving out free bundles in exchange for the shots. I, I wonder what like the percentage would be of women that would take that up. Like. I think a strong like at least like 70 percent. Strong 70. Strong 70 percent would definitely get the shot for but how long it wouldn't just be one bundle well maybe they were trying to give us a burger 
<laughs> they're trying to give us a burger in exchange for it so maybe one bundle one bundle is worth more than a burger right i don't know some of y'all lady friends help me out i don't care what kind of fade they give me well then again like i'm bald can't really entice me with the haircut you gotta damn near put hair back on my head <laughs> you have to fade this shit out of my beard like the top of my beard that's that's so fucked up it's so fucked up when you go bald and you're able to grow a beard the only rattle razzle dazzle you have is a lineup and maybe you fade the beard up to the top of your head that's about it it fades up to the top of your head there's no razzle dazzle so i don't know if if i would trade it has to be the illest haircut in the world but that's not fair yo like they, they they're infiltrating our spaces <laughs> really trying to push this on us like you remember back in the day you used to go to the barbershop and used to be a whole bunch of like fake jewelry and shit they or, or the nigga that used to always come around with the mixtapes and shit that's how they come in with this uh with the vaccine like biden showing up like hey yo i got the moderna i got the moderna i got the pfizer coming next week you know just put in your order nah nigga the astrazeneca you gave me last week was fugazi <laughs> they really try and market it to us they selling they say that's the fucked up part they're not even selling it that's the crazy part they're not even selling it they're giving away for free i don't trust free shit free shit always attached to something there ain't nothing ever free nothing is ever free there's a cost to everything and that's the biggest thing that's the biggest thing that makes me weary of it is that you giving it for free people been wanting free health care for the longest i saw a post and it said um for like an EpiPen. So say like your child has a, a, I don't know, it's like a severe allergy for EpiPen. Like it's mad money for EpiPen. Like even with insurance, I wouldn't know. If somebody knows, please help me out. But like that same EpiPen for somebody who overdosed on drugs is like scot-free. And the only reason it's scot-free is because usually if the police are called for somebody who's overdosing, they have a obligation to keep that person alive. That's it. So like, it's not that they want to do it. It's that they legally have to so we have all these ailments and and stuff that's been affecting especially in the black community stuff that's been affecting the black community for the longest and well none of that shit free but this one's free hmm can't make this shit up the incentives are getting weirder and weirder though i read um west virginia plans to boost the vaccine incentive program by offering guns trucks money and more they're giving guns away west virginia different bruh West Virginia Governor Jim Justice. <laughs> How do you not vote for Jim Justice? You got to vote for Jim Justice. All right, anyway, uh, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice announced details Tuesday about the state's vaccination incentive lottery. In addition to cash prizes, scholarships and more, the Mountain State will give away customized hunting rifle shotguns to fully vaccinated residents. The West Virginia is lagging behind the national average when it comes to vaccinations. Some gun control advocates voice disgust about West virginia's gun giveaway yeah i mean with like so much gun violence and you know shootings and shit like that i don't think there's a time to give away guns that's wild <laughs> i guess every state has to get to like 70 70 percent vaccinated that's what they say uh will make it to herd immunity at that point it's funny because um i went to top golf met up with a couple of my fellas i haven't seen them in about a year year and some change like when this stuff started so it was good seeing them this and the third everything was outside you got to put your max on when you went inside but once you got outside you could take your mask off so of course naturally it comes up about vaccinations and what was, <laughs> what was what was really funny about it is let me tell you the people that got vaccinated they are walking around with a chip on their shoulder they are walking around they're upset they're upset that they 
because I think I think deep down they know they took a risk. That's what it is. Deep down they know they took a risk that they probably didn't really want to take, but for whatever reason they thought it was best. They made a personal decision or they got pressured into doing so. Um, but when they see that like you're at the same function without taking that same risk, there's a little hate. There's a little hate. And I'm I'm gonna let y'all know right now. I am going to continue to ride that wave. All right. <laughs> Please go get vaccinated, folks. <laughs> this is this is a busy podcast service announcement because let me let me tell you right now. Once it hits herd immunity, and the seventy percent of y'all are vaccinated, and I'm at the same function without taking that risk, you're still gonna be mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, find somewhere to put all that displays anger at. Don't bring it over to me. It's crazy though. I saw, I passed a restaurant and had a sign, and it was like um, seating inside for only vaccinated customers, and it had like mad exclamation points. And then it was like uh, unvaccinated takeout and delivery only. Just aggressive, just just aggressive. And it was just like what I felt like I was in a time warp. Like I felt like I felt like I needed to go in there and do a sit-in. <laughs> go in there and do a sit-in and they have like a whole bunch of karen screaming and pouring milk on my head and shit like my ancestors just wait for the police to come racist ass dogs and like fire hoses and shit <laughs> yeah this is like this is the part of the part where like brit would probably dial me back she'll probably dial me back a little bit <laughs> oh man all right what else China has officially reported its first human case of H10N3 bird flu on Tuesday. The National Health Commission uh, confirmed that a 41-year-old man in China's eastern province of, I can't even say this word, Jiangsu, has the first case of the infection of the H10N3 strand of the bird flu. The man lives in Zhenjiang. And on April 28th, he was taken to a hospital after developing a fever as well as other symptoms. According to the statement released by the NHC, doctors diagnosed the man with having H10N3 avian influenza virus on May 28th. No details have been released about how the man became infected with the virus. Reuters reports that the man is in stable condition and may be discharged from the hospital. However, Physicians will reportedly keep an eye or keep a close eye on him. No other cases have been found or confirmed. Um, okay. Okay. Um, all right. Listen, bear with me here, please. Don't, don't, don't attack me. I know we are in PC culture, but like, what more does China have to possibly do to catch some heat you know early on in the pandemic you know your boy donnie said china virus and people were all up in arms like oh it's so racist da, 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 da. which it was it was in poor taste obviously it was bad um but you know how, how many plagues got to be unleashed before they're due for some public shaming china i mean china like motherfuckers are out here potentially ruining the world <laughs> two times over and we got to be sensitive like i just need to know what the procedures are like what are they skipping what is the health code director letting slide when he comes to visit the restaurant? Like here, you might get food poisoning. You're going to get your, you know, abdominal cramps, a little diarrhea, you know, the, the normal stuff. Like worst case scenario, you're dehydrated, hospitalized. You out in a couple hours, you know, they put a little IV on you or whatever. Over there, it's like catastrophic. It's like flesh eating global pandemic outcomes. So listen, all I'm saying is if there's another year of quarantine and nonsense due to an outbreak there, 
<laughs> it, it ain't it ain't gonna be be stop Asian Asian hate. It's gonna be start Asian hate. Start Asian hate is gonna look a lot more appealing to the folks out here. I I promise you that. <laughs> oh my god, that's so inappropriate. That's so inappropriate. It's all jokes. I promise it's all jokes, but <laughs> they're not watching their chicken or something. Something's not getting done. They skipping a couple procedures. Speaking of Asian eight, though, did y'all hear about this? Uh, uh, this Asian man that shot this six year old uh boy. Uh, a Michigan family is outraged after an Asian man who shot a six year old black boy was given a low bond and released from police custody. The incident comes with heightened reporting around anti-Asian hate crimes with many in the black community questioning the lack of support behind anti-black crimes from Asians. Ryan Lee, I never know how to say this name, Nguyen, Nguyen, it's N-G-U-Y-E-N, 29, left a little boy injured after he fired a round inside his home in the 1300 block of Candlewood Lane in, I don't know what town that is, it's in Michigan. Um, investigators say the six-year-old boy was with a group of children playing outside after the suspect complained about the noise coming from outside. Ring video captured him firing a shot from the window of his home. Despite attempting to kill the child, uh, he was released from jail and given 10,000 cash bond by, by magistrate Alicia Fink. He was only under order to stay away from the boy's house. Um... Okay, it looks like as of two days ago, man who allegedly shot six-year-old in custody after courts increases his bail following community outcry. Okay, okay, so his bail was too low. People complained about it, and then they increased. All right, he shot a six-year-old. What type of shit is that? You know, I joke a lot, but like we do have to be careful of uh, the narratives we take in and the narratives we uh, spew out. And especially at this time, um, people are been been locked up in their houses for the longest. People are coming outside and people did not do too well while they were locked up. So please do not let stereotypes uh, make you rest the judgment of a particular group of people. Um, and I'm just happy that the boy has survived and it looks like he will be doing well. I hope he gets all the justice he deserves. I hope that piece of shit gets locked up um, like I hope anybody who does something um inexcusable gets prosecuted to the full extent of law you see west virginia when you just give away guns to people yeah so uh getting a shot shouldn't uh be the prerequisite of making you qualified to get a gun jim justice while we're on it uh derek chauvin a murderer of george floyd who has been held in solitary confinement at minnesota prison is scheduled to be sentenced on june 25th he has requested a lighter sentence following the conviction of George Floyd case asking for time served or probation. Chauvin wants the courts to consider him as a product of a broken system. He faces a max of 75 years in prison. How's that for white privilege, huh? To think you can even use that? Black folks wouldn't even have the audacity to use that in court. Like, your honor, I'm a, I'm a product of a broken system. Yeah, well, nigga, system overload. Get your black ass in jail. <laughs> Yeah, good luck, Derek. You're in for a rude awakening if you think your life takes priority over keeping the establishment running how it always has. And you see, that's the problem with uh, unchecked privilege. Unchecked privilege uh, inevitably leads to you believing your own bullshit. You know, you believe your own hype. It'll have you in a, a court system 
filing an appeal to say that you are a product of a system you had no problem participating in for however long your your career has lasted. When you go a lifetime of being told you can do no wrong, it's amazing how naive your excuses can be for your behavior. And I know like kind of like at this point, white privilege is like in a term that's just thrown around like crazy. And it could even be annoying at a certain point. But what it really is, is a, it's, it's identifying the blind spots white people may have in order to give them a perspective outside of themselves that in turn will give them more data that they can use and apply in certain situations. So had uh, uh, throughout his life, Derek Chauvin use certain situations as opportunities to gain those perspectives and to identify those blind spots. He, he probably would never be in this situation. Standing on that man's neck would have never crossed his mind. That was never a viable solution. But the fact that it was goes to show that there was no fear of repercussions for his actions. But we'll never know. We'll never know. I just think it's totally ironic that the system in which you participated in, abused, happily participated in, is now the one you're pointing the finger to. And if you think you are more important than the system that is used to operate and that, that the higher ups and everybody seems to benefit off of, if you think you're more important than that, whoo, this here is your nigga lesson. Essentially, you're asking for the, the judicial system to admit that it's corrupt. And I'm sorry, sorry, Derek. You're not that important. I know you might not have heard that throughout your entire life. You're not that important. It's bigger than you. <gasps> For once. Surprise. Shocking. Wow. I am uh, interested in seeing how this plays out. You know, I'm not one to celebrate too soon. Um, it's not justice until it is justice. So, um, what is it? June 25th. June 25th. We will see exactly uh, what we are dealing with and what the courts considered justice uh yeah we'll see what happens we'll see what happens what else we got man that was kind of draining it's different trying to transition from topic to topic without somebody to bounce ideas off of especially when like it's like a drag i feel like that last segment talking all serious and shit it's weird talking serious by yourself <laughs> anyway man let's 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 lighten this up um jeffrey tubin returns to cnn eight months after tube gate <laughs> tube gate um now we did talk about this on the pod I don't, I don't think we did but for those that do not know jeffrey tubin is a legal analyst for cnn that exposed himself to his colleagues on a zoom call and he is back now mind you i i forgot all about this but i'm pretty sure i laughed but to give you all some context, uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, people are forced to work from home. It's it's out the norm. It's it's a new world of trying to remain professional in your place of comfort, being your home, of course. Um, on top of that, you got older folks across uh, corporate America who are not tech savvy whatsoever and are taking a crash course in video conferencing. And we all have experience of what the relationship between technology and older folks is like. I mean, I, I, I work with a bunch of older folk. I, I mean, one time I had to teach a, a older lady how to attach a damn uh, uh, file to an email. And I'm like, how did you even get this job? How did you even get this job if you can't drag and drop? Drag and drop. But anyway. Let me not get off on a tangent. Now, I tried to uh, find the original video online, but I can't find that shit nowhere. CNN deleted all their internet history. They got rid of all the cookies and cachet. But because of exposing himself 
why am I saying exposing? He was he was masturbating. That is when they say expose yourself. That means masturbation. They I don't know why expose is more acceptable than masturbation. I can't I can't call it. But um, as a result of masturbating on said Zoom call, he was suspended. And that was about eight months ago. And he's back now. So he sat down and did an interview. Um, so I'm going to read a couple excerpts from this interview and we're going to kind of break this down play by play because some of this shit is just preposterous. All right. So uh, Tubin described himself as a flawed human being who makes mistakes. All right. Well, we all make mistakes. We're all flawed. I'm with you. He said his conduct was deeply moronic and indefensible. It was stupid. It was it was very stupid. All you had to do was close the laptop. You just had to push the Xbox. If I got to explain to an older folk that how to close a box, you don't, you don't even need to have a job. Um, he said he didn't think other people could see me, but admitted that that was no defense. Okay. All right. Accountability. Accountability. That's, that's the first step back to righteousness. All right. So in the interview, uh, Tubin expressed apologies to his wife, family, and to the people who were on the Zoom call that day and to his colleagues, obviously, obviously. Uh, he said, I am sorry to the people who read my work and watched me on CNN who thought I was a better person than this. And so, you know, I got I got a lot to rebuild, but I feel very privileged and very lucky that I'm going to be able to try to do that. OK, um, let's let's break this down. I don't know if any of our listeners has ever been caught masturbating. I have. OK, I have. I have. And at worst, it's embarrassing and it's awkward. It's a, it's an awkward situation. I'll even go as far to say that in some circumstances, including this one, including this one, uh, an apology is warranted. <laughs> I personally have never had to apologize for being my meat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that kind of, how did that conversation happen? But what kind of performance is this? Like he's apologizing for something everybody does. His dumb ass just got caught. I thought like back then when I heard this story, like it was just going to be a little bit of public shaming. We're going to laugh at it. And then it's just going to breeze by. Not in a million years what I thought we would come back eight months from now. And this dude would be questioning his whole reality as a human person and a decent human being. Like, <laughs> am, I, am I off? Am I off in this? Please let me know if I'm off in this. But uh, let's continue. Tubin says he spent a uh, miserable months off air trying to be a better person uh, again I, th I think you're being too hard on yourself tubing <laughs> you were just tubing <laughs> you know sometimes like the world just comes together and like everything syncs up just right like tubing is the perfect verb for this and it just happens to be his last name <laughs> he mentioned uh, uh therapy and and public service like working for food banks <laughs> You know, eight months ago, I was I was really low. I was beating my meek on Zoom calls. Now I volunteer at the local food bank and the animal shelter. <laughs> what? <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah, I swear. If you would have told me eight months ago that this guy would come back talking about he, he had to do community service shit, <laughs> I wouldn't believe you. Like, why are they treating this man like a convict? <laughs> oh, God, man. Um, He also talked about forthcoming book about the oklahoma city bombing okay um a shameless plug shameless plug right there this is not the time to promote a book uh unless the book is about is about being meet on a zoom call <laughs> a tell-all <laughs> set the record straight 
Oh god, man. Leave that man alone, man. Leave that man alone. Let him have his embarrassing moment. Shame a little bit. And let's let's move on, yo. Best of luck to that man. Best of luck to that man. Oh god. Alright, um moving on. Um Kim Kardashian legal team uh to file a restraining order after she reportedly received a package including a diamond ring and a plan B pill from a fan. Mm. Uh it's reported that the band has constantly has been constantly harassing the 40 year old reality star even making a fake marriage license for him and kim he posted an unsettling note which read queen kimberly is sitting up in thy big castle waiting for her knight in shining armor making the mother of four concerned for her safety yeah clearly um a diamond ring and a plan b pill like what do you mean by that like what message is this sending what do you want her to know <laughs> said that i don't even know where to I, I don't even want to begin to understand that um that's fucking weird i'm telling you cats been locked up they don't even know how to shoot they shot no more like you could just say hello sir like that that's it people are sick find that man lock him up it's hard being a guy sometimes it really is because you got weirdos you got like plain fucking sick weirdos doing shit like this and then i don't know somehow I'm involved because I have a penis too. Oh God, where's Brit? Where is Brit? <laughs> Brit, please come back. <laughs> oh man, moving on. God, that is creepy. All right, Seth Rogen says comedians should not complain about cancel culture and accept that jokes did not age well. The super bad star told Good Morning Britain that some off-color jokes in his movies have not aged well while insisting that he never made a joke that was outwardly horrific in some way. Saying terrible things is bad. If you've said some terrible things, that's something you should confront in some way, shape, or form. You know, I'm with him, but to counter that, this kind of reminds me of the Kevin Hart situation where he made a joke about not not wanting to have a, uh, a homosexual son or, or preferring to have a heterosexual son. You know, he made that joke and then, you know, the, the quote unquote cancel culture brought it up years later uh, after he performed it and tried to get him quote unquote canceled and he was not currently still doing the same act so at a point he accepted that that bit didn't age well and the culture still tried to get him out of here for it so that would be my only pushback to what he's saying because this is an example of someone you know recognizing that the joke didn't age well and stopped doing it but they still pulled it up from his past so i think it's kind of on both parties one thing that i did agree with that um that he said is he said i think that's the nature of comedy jokes are not things necessarily built to last and i think that's kind of like with all things i think that good ideas live through the test of time you know nothing that isn't worth holding on to is held and bad ideas typically die out i mean you go back and you listen to like your eddie murphy's your richard Pryor's, or you name it um some jokes are only workable in the moment of that time some jokes are dependent on that era some some of the more offensive material just doesn't work in today's climate and i think that that onus is on the the artist to make it work i mean there is this idea of intent you know what i'm saying now if you are just saying something to be offensive i think the audience picks up on that and the audience won't laugh at it 
that that is your marker that is your determining marker and that's something that cat williams touched on because he recently spoke on cancel culture as well and he said something like cancel culture doesn't exist it's merely an invitation for talented artists to elevate their work um he, he made an analogy which i thought was kind of spot on he said uh if you ask all the people who didn't make the nba if we lowered the goal another foot they would all tell you that they made it nobody likes the out of bounds but the out of bounds has to be there. Some of these things are for the benefit of everything. No one likes the speed limit, but it's necessary. No one likes the shoulder of the road, but it's there for a reason. So, I mean, I guess the idea is that um, if this is your craft and this is something that you work hard at and you're passionate about, you got to find a way to communicate that idea. And if it's important to you, you will, you know. If it's important to you, you'll you'll find a way to communicate that tough subject or or that's something that is socially unacceptable to an audience. And if it's done correctly, you have nothing to worry about. So I kind of stand on both sides. Like I kind of understand um, um, taking personal onus and, and taking it more as a challenge to uh, kind of sharpen your blade. But I also understand where it kind of takes it too far. Chris Rock also said something was kind of like, hey, the audience will tell you if it's trash or not, but you don't need to go the extra step in affecting uh, uh, a comedian's livelihood. Cat Williams had said that, um, you know, people weren't all extremely that funny when they could say whatever they want. And the slew of comedians complaining about cancellation and heightened sensitivity aren't necessarily uh, the ones the comedy world will miss when they're gone. He said, I don't know what people got canceled that we wish we had back. Who are they? He said, your job as a comedian is to please the most amount of people with your art. So if you want to offend somebody, nobody took those words away from you. But don't call someone this word when you know it affects all of these people. I get it. I get it. Well said. But I do know one thing, though. And I don't know if this is related or not. But like audience listeners, ask yourself, like, when's the last time you saw a really, really funny movie? Like a movie that genuinely made you laugh. I don't know. Or not even like when you saw one. What about like the anticipation of an hilarious movie? Like I remember you would see a trailer. I mean, I, I think the easiest one to call back is, uh, you know, Step Brothers. We saw the trailer for Step Brothers back when I was in college. And like there was like an excitement. There was an excitement that I was going to go to the theater and laugh. I don't know when's the last time I had that like real excitement to go to the theater and laugh. Or what about a funny movie you haven't even seen yet? Like, do you remember the feeling where, like, there was this, like, hilarious movie that came out? You ain't make it to the theater yet, but uh, your friend saw it and your friend was like, oh, my God, you have to see this movie, this, that, and the third. Hmm. I don't I can't recall when that's been. You know, maybe, maybe since, like, the movie theaters have been closed for a year, maybe that is kind of skewing my idea of it. Maybe we're missing out on movies we would have gotten. But um, even before the pandemic, like, I don't know if I've had that excitement for a comedy movie. I mean, maybe it's writers just being afraid to push the limits or test the boundaries. Um, maybe maybe shit just ain't that funny. I don't I, I don't know. But you're definitely not seeing those like cult classic comedy movies being made anymore. And when you do get a comedy movie, it's kind of forced. Like coming to America, I couldn't even get through it. Like I got first 20 minutes. If I can't laugh, if it is a comedy and I don't laugh in the first 20 minutes, it fails. It fails. Like everything was kind of just like, I don't know, so surface level. Ha ha's. Like the other day I was on YouTube and I was um, looking up like bloopers and, and certain scenes from like classic movies. And I, I came across life. I didn't watch life 
in years. Then I'm talking life with Eddie Murphy and Martin. That movie was hilarious. I don't know if I laugh that hard at stuff anymore. And I don't know what I attribute that to. Maybe everybody's playing it safe. I don't know. What do y'all think, though? What do y'all think? Y'all think uh, uh, comedy is in jeopardy? Or do you think uh, do you think it's a good thing? Let me know. Let me know your thoughts on this. Maybe I maybe I overvalue the importance of comedy and culture overall. Um, how important is comedy to culture? I think it's very important. I think there should always be someone uh, uh, testing those taboo places. But, you know, that's me. That's me. And I tend to, you know, laugh at the inappropriate shit anyway, as you can see. <laughs> I tend to always try to find the comedy and then, you know, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. But I mean, I guess it's a balance and everything. I would love to hear what y'all think about this, though. Um, where we at? We at the 36 minute mark. It is fucking hard to get to an hour, huh? Shit. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, moving on. Descendants of slave owners donate six figures in reparations as a payment and are quoted saying this is just the start. A black led nonprofit says it receives a large donation from a person after learning their great grandfather enslaved black people in Kentucky. On Monday, the nonprofit Change Today, Change Tomorrow opened up about the check while discussing its initiative to support black business owners. It is a blessing for us, but is also definitely owed. The nonprofit's founder and executive director Taylor Ryan said Monday afternoon. Uh, Nanny Grace Crony said the organization's deputy director honestly honestly thought we were being scammed when we initially saw the email about the donation but reality set in for them according to Yahoo News. Well that's good. They definitely didn't have to donate. You know it wasn't specifically them that did it but I guess they had some sort of a, a guilty conscience. So, I mean, while it's not to be expected from everybody, got to uh, got to say hats off when it when it does happen. That's that's that accountability thing we were talking about and shit. Um, that's progress, right? I mean, any conversation or actual payment of reparations is a step in the right direction. Wasn't it like the the anniversary of the Tulsa massacre recently? It was. It was. And I saw a clip of uh, members of the Congressional Black Caucus in Tulsa um, dancing. You know, what I mean, deciding to have a dance off. No discussion of, of reparations for the families that missed out on generational wealth. Um, but they just decided to dance. That's like the running theme, though, right? Dance our way to freedom and shit. Then in Patrice Colors have people doing the electric slide to fight police brutality. Take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. One hop this time. Like, yeah. So uh, whenever I see like actual payments being being paid or even the discussion being brought up in at perfect opportune times like this, I got I got to say hats off. Hats off. Um, Where we at? Ah, shit. Uh, I think we're going to call it for this episode. I think we're going to call it. Um, Let me know how I did, man. It was a one-man band, a uh, one-man show. It's very difficult to talk for uh, for an hour without somebody to bounce ideas off of. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, I am open to critique. Please let me know what I could have done better. Um, 
we are waiting for Britt to come back. Britt, if you're listening to this, please take your time. Your seat is waiting for you to come back. You know I desperately need you to come back. Come, baby, come back. If you're listening to this on your way to work, please enjoy your work day. Please enjoy your week. Again, thank you for listening to the BG Podcast. Um, it's the one man band. Maybe it's the Z podcast until the B come back. Maybe that. I don't know. Again, uh, the song you are about to hear is Operate by an artist named Filson. His handle is Filson Music. That is at F-I-L-S-O-N-M-U-S-I-C. Yes, I can spell. Um, enjoy y'all week, y'all. We love y'all, and we will be back. Stay tuned. Busty bottom with make up on Back to basics when we all alone Operate, operate Taking while she's on the phone Busty bottom with make up on Back to basics when we all alone Operate, operate I was trying to reach you If it's not too late, maybe later could you help me out, operator? Cause we don't gotta start, we apart, that's the way it's gonna be Cause we don't gotta start, we apart, that's the way it's gonna be Cause we don't gotta start, we apart, that's the way it's gonna be Cause we don't gotta start, we apart, that's the way it's gonna be Busty bottom with make up on Back to basics when we don't know Operate, operate Thinking while she's on the phone Busty bottom with make up on Back to basics when we don't know Operate, operate Thinking while she's on the phone Operate, operate, operate. Thinking while she's on the phone. Back to basics when we don't know. Operate.